The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Brandon. Welcome back to another great week on The Brandon Peters Show. Our film today is the 2010 comic book turn movie, The Losers. And joining me for that conversation, quite the opposite of a loser, from the Kinda Nerdy Girls podcast, Pet Pals TV, and the brand new Paranormal X Road TV show, KJ. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. It's been a long time coming. It's been it actually has been a long time coming. <laughs> I've asked you a couple of times and it didn't work out. But in your defense, they were last minute, hey, do you want to come up the plate now? And it just for one reason or another there. didn't work. It's the it's the podcast world, man. You can plan and plan and plan, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh man, oh yeah, who can I get on my show right now?" It's like, "Oh, <laughs> who likes doing this?" It would be like, "Sure, yeah." Uh, and and in your defense, you were a sure, but it, the times would work up exactly. So, and yeah. you were always meant to come on this show, but I just had to, I was you know because sometimes you just kind of float with scheduling and whatnot, yeah. and it happens. And yeah, and my first my first few months of the show ran really smooth scheduling guests. Like everybody was a yes, everybody went in order, everybody went like this. And then one person changed their mind, maybe thought they were too big to be on my show, canceled. So then oh. it was a rush since and yeah, but it's been going good. Pretty yeah, much. I always I always tell people like be nice to your podcasting friends, man. Mm-hmm. You don't have any idea how much work it actually is to do a podcast. Oh gosh, oh, gosh. yeah, it is <laughs> It's insane. Like people do. Some people do ask me. Like usually, it's colleague people that are like, "How the hell do you do all what you're doing?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, "I don't. I don't. Don't sleep when you're yes. doing when you're we're scrolling on Twitter and stuff. I'm probably doing something." Right. Yep. I'm producing it. I'm editing it. I'm finding a clip so I can promote it. I'm putting it on social media. (laughs) I am living the podcast life. (laughs) Social media. That is the one that takes up the time. Like it's, I get social media manager now. I used to be a, (laughs) what is that? Yeah. Oh, it's a lot. It is is a lot. That's why people hire people. But in the podcast world, you have been with the Kindy Nerdy Girls podcast for how long has it been now? Oh, my gosh. It's been so the new incarnation has been two years. We actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had 300 episodes. Uh, well, I'm sorry. We had 299 episodes done as the kind of nerdy news mm-hmm. when my career took a different turn and I found out that I didn't own those episodes. <laughs> so uh, make sure that you own your podcast. <laughs> right. uh, but it's okay. It actually, it turned out great. And, and it was a true test of like, do we really love doing it? Because when it was, you know, me and my co-hosts and we went to work together every day, it was real easy to be like, hey, come on in here and let's do a podcast quick. When mm-hmm. we had to arrange schedules around three different jobs and come to each other's houses and it really tested us. Do we love this? and do we want to do it and you know 140 episodes in now and and we're still at it there you go that's great that's great and just a small pivot on the name just a and i actually brandon was doing i was in the process of rebranding it anyway because we weren't at the point where we were producing enough episodes to really be news like Mm -hmm. i didn't i wanted to rebrand it to where it was more a conversation um, and less like you're tuning in for news and what you're hearing right now was news four weeks ago because that's how long it took me to get the episode up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we still put out, we put out weekly episodes. So we're always talking about the topical things, but shifting to the kind of nerdy girls from kind of nerdy news, I think made me feel a little bit better about, you know, what, what we were presenting to people. It kind of opens the umbrella a little more to yes. not just news. Oh, they- they talked about something that wasn't news today. Yep, so. exactly. That's not news. <laughs> right. Well, and the other thing, Brandon, and you know from PopCon, mm-hmm. I discovered when I started doing the the podcast marathons, 
Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm the only chick here. <laughs> there are a lot of dudes in podcasting. There are a lot of dudes in podcasting. So I was like, if we're going to stand out, like, let's at least point out that we're like some girls doing this. So mm-hmm. here we are. We're the, we're the girls doing the kind of nerdy thing. I'll tell you, I've, I've said this a lot. Like, white guys with movie nerd opinions and podcasting will jump out of the woodwork if they just hear something that sounds like a little offer. Like, I've just... It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yep, it's a, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. It is. Yeah. It is. But yeah, like, yeah. Kind of girls. And I mean, it, it, yeah. Popcon there. Yeah. There's, there, there are some, uh, there's, there's the five-ish fangirls. That's another yes. female centric. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel is a, mm-hmm. a, a good friend in the podcasting world. Kind of nerdy girls. Like you go, I mean, you just, you kind of used to get together, right? You used to do it in person before. We did. (laughs) Yeah, we, oh man. It was like, we were riding this curve, Brandon. Mm -hmm. It was, things were like, the momentum was hitting. We were doing our kind of nerdy night out events. Mm -hmm. We were at studio movie grill, taking people to movies once a month. And we had just started with the Vogue doing gaming nights on Wednesday nights with the, on the big screen at the Vogue. And it was like, we were so close. Like, Maybe, maybe like this will become our job, right? Like, have we made it to where like, we're going to be the show that gets to quit our jobs and just be a show like, you know, crime junkies. (laughs) And then, uh, you know pandemic hit and we couldn't do any appearances. And we you did a couple of drive-in events, right? We did. We did a, a, a kind of nerdy night out at the drive-in with Heartland Film Festival. Okay. They were showing a movie called Stunt Women. And if you haven't seen it, it's a fantastic documentary. And the, the filmmaker, April Wright, actually got to go on the set of like Wonder Woman and Marvel and mm-hmm. watch how the, the stunt women would stand in for, you know, the actresses that we think are, are, yeah. are kicking ass. Right. Um, and it, it was, it was a really, really cool movie. So we, we were honored to be the presenting partner for stunt women. And then the, uh, Halloween weekend with, uh, Circle City Ghostbusters, they showed Ghostbusters at the drive-in and, and we helped with that. So that was a, that was, uh, it was fun to get back to the drive Kept it alive a little bit, but just a little. And I feel like we're, you know, we're getting there. If I don't get to see Black Widow in a theater, I'm going to lose my shit. I, is it okay if I say it? No, you can, you can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't typically swear a lot <laughs> on podcasts, but I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I've been waiting my whole life mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah. I didn't need to wait through a pandemic, too. <laughs> right. July 9th. It seems like it's far enough away that this could happen. Right, right. Well, it's possible. Or you'll rent out the damn theater. With- have you have you done any of the like rent out a theater and just like go I, watch it yourself? So I got lucky. So back in the I believe it was the first weekend of December or something like that. So I hadn't seen Tenet. I wanted to see Tenet so bad, but I'm like I'm not going to theater. Right. Not going to theater. A uh, friend of mine. And I've told that my listeners have heard this story, but damn it, I'll tell it again. <laughs> so it's coming on like 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray in like two weeks. A friend of mine's like, hey, so I'm running out of theater. I'm running out the IMAX downtown, the White River, the real IMAX. Nice. Rent it out. I'm only inviting 10 people. You're one of them. Can you come? And I'm like, well, how much? And he, he said, oh, it was like 25 bucks. You get a, a soda and a popcorn and the movie, whatever. But Dang. I'm not, and I'm like, and it was ten people because that's how many he wanted to keep it to, and it ended up being nine. But so I, I took, I was like, told my wife, I'm like, this is this is safe as hell, right? Like, and it was at like yeah. eight o'clock at night, and we went, and it was like nine of us masked, the theater people working, two of them, only two. There's the projection guy. And the guy with the concessions. And you took the concessions. He put one on a table. One person went up, got it, walked out. One on a table. And everybody got their own row scattered. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I got to, like the buzzer. I got to see Tenet as it was intended on the IMAX screen. I guess I probably liked it more than some people because it was just a whole thing. But felt really awesome to be back in a movie theater again. But, I bet. I bet. So I have. You're like, man, I've been I always want it. 
Right? You're like, I always want to go to movies with nine people and nobody else in the building. That's why I'm a, I'm a, I've been a early morning moviegoer on the weekends for years now because I I go by myself a lot because sometimes I don't want baggage with it. Like, I don't want to be like, well, should we go out to lunch now or should we meet for lunch too? Or we now hang out? I'm like, I'm going to go to the movie and I got shit to do. (laughs) I don't know. Like, so I'll go and then the early mornings, low price, easy seats and... Boom. Unless it's the the indie, the Keystone Art Cinema, I, I have empty theaters there a lot. But the old people like to sit next to me, no matter how empty the theater is. <laughs> they will come and sit. The seniors. And I had this problem, so I'll get there early and I'll I'll pick a seat that I is my second choice. And when I do that, I like get up to go to the bathroom, come back and take the seats as my choice. But it's a it's a weird thing I have an aura. <laughs> but the seniors like to sit next to me by myself at the theater at the Keystone Art Cinema. When yeah. They, <laughs> that's so funny. I'll, 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 I'll like send a picture of my wife. Like, look who, look, Gladys, Gladys and Marlin are here. <laughs> Wanted to sit by me. So, oh man, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get back. And even if I have to like do the rent a theater thing for Black Widow, I'm just. I, Let going. me know. I'll be willing to tickets. I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> gonna well, and it, I've yeah. heard that it's. I mean, maybe by then they won't be like, "Hey, we're basically giving theaters away if you'll come in." But. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the same thing. I had a, a friend who did a, a their daughter's birthday party, and it was it was like Jurassic World. It wasn't a new movie or anything, okay. but it was like two hundred bucks. It was and then they yeah. got to have. And this was a, a little more recently. I think they got to have fifteen people with them. Gotcha. It was like it was cheaper to do that than it was when we used to go to the movies packed. <laughs> Oh, they, they broke up the like how much yeah. it costs. They're like, it's the cheapest birthday party we've ever thrown for our. Do dog. they give them a big screen though, or is it like because I know like oh, yeah. a- AMC and Castleton has those little teeny suckers right around the corner? I'm like, is that the ones they use for mm-hmm. that? No, they got a whole theater. Oh, wow. They ordered all the food ahead of time. They didn't have to. It wow. was no contact. They didn't have to deal with anybody. Yeah, wow. they were really, really excited about it. I was like, wow, for a couple hundred bucks, man, if we can do that with Black Widow, I'll just do that just to not have anybody in my theater. There you go, yeah, <laughs> your private screening of, that's, I, I saw Hereditary that way, with a private screening. I was at the Glendale Theater. I was, I don't know what, I was like an afternoon. I was like, I've got to get it in right now and by myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes, this is awesome. Yeah, uh, I think the the Glendale Theater you can do that. I, yeah, I saw I saw Serenity my third time seeing Serenity. Yeah. Not yeah. a good theater, but yeah. sometimes the time works out better. And I'm like, well, all right, we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of move from kind of nerdy goes, the other things you got on you Paranormal X Road, which I believe is pretty close to brand new. Like it's been a yes. Yes. So it's, it's paranormal crossroad. Crossroad. Yeah, it's all right. It's a big X. So if you get like, I read it literally. Yeah, I know. I knew I came into the show a little bit later and it was already done. And I'm like, oh, the amount of times I'm going to have to say it's cross, not X, but add another one. Add another one. Paranormal uh, crossroad. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my friend Kitsy Duncan, she has been in the in the paranormal world for some time now, and she has a show on Amazon Prime called Oddity Files that has gone three seasons, investigated all over the world. You know, even Australia. Like she's mm. been to all the cool places that are considered the haunted places on your bucket list. And she was wanting to do something a little different, but obviously the pandemic stopped them from making any new shows anyway. And so I am actually the subject of the first episode because I, I, you know, she was in my bubble and it just so happened that I had a, a, light, a touch lamp that start, started going on and off. And I'm like, well, if you want to do some investigating, I got a lamp that won't leave me alone. <laughs> So that was where it started. And uh, she's just, you know, she's had this knack for getting evidence that that nobody else has. And I was really amazed by what she did. And then her uh, the episode went up and it kind of went crazy. And she was like, I think this is my new show. Like she just mm-hmm. kind of put it up there because it was something she could make in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I loved doing it. Did you like doing it? And I was like, yeah, I love doing it. I've, I'm not a paranormal investigator, but I'm happy to go along for the ride and learn and 
you know, offer whatever I think I'm hearing. (laughs) So, um, so we, uh, we have three episodes out, um, and we just investigated the Athenaeum here in Indianapolis, the, the building where the Rascaller is downtown. Okay. Okay. Uh, beautiful buildings, you know, that mm-hmm. the, um, theater upstairs is incredible and, uh, fellow nerd Craig Mintz, who's a huge star Wars fan. He actually was at the IMAX for a very long time and moved over to get the theater at the Athenaeum going, um, so that people get used to going back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. so that will be, uh, that will be coming back, but we're doing, we did our own investigation and now we're doing it, bringing the public with us to do a public ghost hunt. Uh, coming up this weekend. So I've gotten sucked into the paranormal world and um, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's being nice to ghosts, which is not a show that's really out there. So (laughs) we don't yell at them and tell them they're demons and they're evil and show themselves. We're like, Hey, do you, do you need something? (laughs) Are you okay? What's up? (laughs) Can, Can we, Help you? <laughs> you? You're smashing plates. Do you need us to make you one, like a meal, something right, like that? Is that a mess? Right, right. And I, you know, I've I've come to the realization of, you know, if it was the other way around, I'd be pretty crappy with people living in my space mm-hmm. and not acknowledging me and having no respect for the fact that I was there. I'd probably start throwing stuff too. <laughs> right, right. And you know, cool thing, like you said, that first episode. So you have your origin story too for yes. being on the series. So it's yes. like, oh, yeah. 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 It was cool stuff. I mean, my, my, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And then all of a sudden she's telling me things and I'm like, that is my grandmother. And she's like out in the other room and she's like, I hear this name. And I'm like, that's my dad. Like, (laughs) what is is happening? Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never, you know, people are always like, you know, do you believe in that stuff? I've never like had any issue with it. I've always, you know, experienced things Mm -hmm. here and there. And I think it's just whatever you're open to or whatever you're tuned into. And so I'm like, well, let's go along because what happened at my house uh, and what it did for, for me and my family, I would like to do for other people. I would like to give them some peace if I can do that. Yeah. I I always intrigued by the paranormal and interesting stuff. Like I even, like, I don't think you have to even, like, because I think a lot of people, like, put it with, like, religion, but I don't think it has to be paranormal and right. religion. I don't I don't think go together as much as people like to say. Like, people, I can see religious people taking a connotation of it, but, I mean, you, you could, I think you could be, like, an atheist and still believe in something paranormal as well. Like, right. I think it's, yeah, for me, it's <laughs> always been very, I don't know, it's always just made sense to me because I actually am a really logical person. But I actually, I, 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 my brain works from a place of logic. And for me, it was always like, we learned like in science class, there's mass and there's energy mm-hmm. and it's the same amount all the time. It's just one turns into the other and the other one turns back. Like it's the, so when you, the, all the stuff that you're seeing that's mass, eventually it's energy again. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't, there be a way to communicate with that energy why wouldn't you be able to to tune into that just like we trust our phones to send a signal (laughs) and magically someone appears on the other end and we get to be on the internet and do all the things we don't see that either right no exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah i'm pretty good with it I, i think coming like i said coming from a place of of more on the scientific side of things that just mm-hmm. helps me a little bit more when we're um you know getting evidence if you will like is it evidence like what getting is evidence not planting getting right. we gotta be clear yeah yeah i don't even know how to do any of this so i can't plan anything <laughs> right <laughs> right no excellent excellent and that's available where to watch it is on YouTube right now. It's on the Oddity Files channel, but we've created okay. its own channel. So you can go to pxroad.com and you'll see all the... In that case, it is an X. It is. It yes. is an X. It gotcha. is an X. Well, paranormalxroad.com will get you there too, but that's just a lot to say. Just it, pxroad.com. Or KJ Ghosts Ooh. in Google. Oh, 
Man, I don't know if that Brandon, I I'm gonna go look for that and see if it's available. I'm like the queen of owning domains. I don't need you and you and Mr. Shoemaker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. So our buddy Brad, I think he's still got more than I do, but I'm catching up with him. I just bought a couple more today. CIA's most elite just became. The losers know too much. Kill them. Their most wanted. That's not like foreboding at all. Want your life back? You're gonna have to steal it. We are waging a war against the CIA. That sounds fun. It's volatile. Are you sure you've done this before? Right now, not the time. The losers, April 23rd. The Losers, it's directed by Sylvain White and written by Peter Berg. Yes, that Peter Berg. James Vanderbilt, based on the comic book by Andy Diggle and Jock. And stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Idris Elba, Columbus Short, Oscar Hainata, Holt McElhaney, and Jason Patrick. Features a CIA special forces team that are betrayed and left for dead by their superiors, galvanizing them to mount an offensive on the CIA as always with the show, KJ, why bring the losers? I know you um, called people for a bunch of movies, and I was like, we're doing the losers, but why yes. would that be one of you? Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, Brandon wanted me to to pick one myself, and I'm like, oh, God, that's too much pressure. So I, I asked our uh, our kind of nerdy network, like, what, what movies do you think of when you think of me? And the, the losers uh, kind of fits into a lot of the categories of what I look for in a movie. I'm not going to lie. Number one, it has Chris Evans and pretty much anything that Chris Evans does, I watch. So I was in right there. Like I said, it's a comic turn movie, which I think is fantastic. It's a, that cast is just incredible. It's, you know, it was one of those things where you're, you look at it and you're like, wait a second, like all of these people are in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason Patrick, I love that guy from The Lost Boys. <laughs> like, where's he been all my life? Like, he's in this movie? I enjoyed the fact going into it that I knew with that kind of cast and 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 who was making it and where it came from with the comics that it would be a, a movie that I would enjoy. I didn't think I would enjoy it so much. It's not necessarily along the lines of comics that I'm into. I'm a, you know, sort of a straight up Marvel girl. I, you know, I read some Batman growing up and things like that. This was a little out of my, my comfort zone, but I was like, well, it's still comic book and that's my jam. So let's do this. And then that opening sequence, like how cool, like Mm -hmm. it, it just, you're, I mean, it opened up and you're like, okay, these are great guys that like jumped right into it. It established the characters really well, really fast. And then you're like, did they just kill all of those children? <laughs> yeah. I, well, the first, when I first did this, I hadn't seen it in so long. And I was like, wait, did they kill the, they, and I went back. I was like, oh yeah, they did board the children. Every, I was like, they didn't kill all the children. They killed all the children. Oh. All the children and that All if you children. haven't seen the movie these guys didn't but they were set up and mm-hmm. they should have been in the chopper that blew yep. up but they were doing the right thing and saving these children and didn't realize that chopper was going to blow up and so you know immediately you're like what kind of movie is this? yeah well it's like and it's crazy it's kind of i mean it's a big light-hearted i mean it, it quickly establishes like uh, stakes. It plays it against the clock scenario to introduce you to all these guys with each other, how they are in the field, and how they are as human beings. So we get to see they're nice guys, but they'll kill people if they're paid right. enough. And and it really there's a mix of like it's a weird mix that Sylvain White does of he's got some of that wannabe Paul Greengrass cinematography mixed with video game camera moves and and then some 70s touches in there too i don't think his directings is the rest of the movie is ever as interesting as it is right here at the beginning it's like it's, it's a mm-hmm. lot of promise and then it goes to like sylvain white he'll go on to like before this he did like the casey and jojo music video for crazy and the <laughs> i stomp, did not know that <laughs> and stomp the yard 
And then he went on to direct like CSI Miami, which just feels like an audition reel for almost in a lot of it. Yeah. And But he does like a lot of TV, like The Rookie, The Mentalist, Person of Interest, uh, Empire, Hawaii Five-O. He's on the CBS contract, apparently. Uh, yeah. But he also has done Prestige, like The Americans and Fargo. And his next movie, he didn't direct another movie after this till Slender Man. Oh, wow. Um, but like there's a lot of promise in the opening and then he kind of like settles in like he feels like really hungry and and I don't know the production order when this was shot but it feels hungrier here not that the rest of the movie's subpar but I think cuz he's got this limited palette and he has to introduce really fast that he's yeah. really goes for a lot of things uh in the movie yeah and i just i enjoyed that you know it was cia special forces all those things but it had sort of this it's you know, the A-team formula, basically, it is. is what it's, they have. Yeah, It's the A-team, but it, it was like the A-team I wish we'd had in the A-team. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, I liked that the style was, you know, it was like a little bit sexy, you know, yeah. it was, oh, like, yeah. you know, grittier, um, but just that every single one of those characters had different things on the line, um, different things that they cared about. And you you always understood where they were coming from. I mean, even, you know, even Roke is like, you're like, man, I'm so mad at you, but mm-hmm. I get it. Like, you know, you dual alphas were, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and they were all doing the right thing. They were serving their country. They were, you know, decent guys and doing what they were supposed to do. And then they're put in this situation where they have to do bad things to prove that they don't do bad things. Right, <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like, what kind of person do you become when that happens? And I really sort of enjoyed how I, how much depth they put into the the characters with this movie. It's it's just fun. Um, and like I said, it, it it had some really good surprises, and and I thought the cast all really brought it. And I enjoyed Chris Evans in particular. Oh, this it was just, a this was a good one for him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. It's a little more, what's interesting, it's a little more along the lines of who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, he's, you know, if what you know of Chris Evans is Captain America, I mean, he is as, you know, good and cares about this country. It is like all of those things, but he's, he's funny. He's mm-hmm. a jokester. Like, he's, uh, we've worked um, several shows with him. One of the other things that I do, and before we shut down, I did it a lot, was I worked with Celeb Photo Ops, which gets contracted out to comic cons all over the world, Mm -hmm. and uh, worked with Chris Evans many times and was really, you know, you have... You have expectations. You try not to, but you kind of have expectations of what they're going to be like because you've seen them on screen. You're like, that guy's kind of a goofball. Right, right. (laughs) awesome. (laughs) <laughs> he's goofy with muscles it's awesome yeah, yeah yeah so in this movie i felt like he was really having some fun that mm-hmm. he didn't get to have as captain america and i just really uh in- enjoyed seeing that and now i think looking back on that and all of the different roles he's been in we see that he's got that range that he's not just captain america right right and i think this 2010 was when this came out and this is a big year for him because like this was also scott pilgrim where mm-hmm. you know he's a sporting role in this and he's a kind of a bigger cameo ish and Scott Pilgrim, but it's like, we've, it's kind of Chris Evans. Like he's never been let to be before because up to this, he was always like, he was always like a head honcho guy or, you know, trying to be this like lead. And I think he excels. I think he loves playing like these little quirky supporting characters with the yes. big ensembles. I think that's where he, he feels comfortable being. Cause like immediately after is turning, you know, Avengers, you know, he's doing Knives Out and look what he, look where he's at there. He's right back into one of these roles, like, because this is just, I mean, Captain America is what, like a year away after yeah. this one. So uh, that's kind of where I think he likes to lie in. And I think it helped that he got these before because I mean, he was a good leading man, but I like, I think it groomed him to loosen up for a couple movies and then go back to it to be this nail it as Steve Rogers. Like just yeah. in like, I think his, in the first Avenger, I think is one of the best like person playing superhero in a superhero films that we are. Like, I mean, everybody loves Robert Downey Jr. And Iron Man, but what he's, what Chris Evans is pulling off in Captain America is wholly different than letting Robert Downey Jr. Be Robert Downey Jr. Right. In, because at the time nobody was watching a lot of Robert Downey Jr. movies, so took him by surprise when it's like, no, he's he's always like that. He's great. Don't, yep. Yep. But yep. Chris Evans and Captain America, what he pulls off there is just 
Oh, and I was, you know, I I was nervous when they first cast him. Mm -hmm. I Captain America was my hero my entire life growing up. Like these, these if you're watching this, these people behind me, Captain America. Yeah, they were my people. That you know, Captain America, uh, you know, comic books and things like that. I just whatever reason as a kid that was who I connected with and so when I found out that they had cast him and I'm like Johnny Storm (laughs) it's weird because it's like it's at the time now we have you can do whatever but at the time that was big because there wasn't a lot of people that could do the crossover if you were an iconic character you, you did that and then you got done but now all you do is jump into comic book characters and stuff yeah. i mean like anybody was gonna be better than red brown from the 70s of captain yes. america but um. <laughs> but yeah it was so i had you know i i was nervous about it because it was such an important character mm-hmm. for me and i think you know no matter he was too he didn't want to do it. <laughs> they right, asked him right. multiple times so. right he was like nope nope not interested in that nope mm-hmm. <laughs> um i'm so glad that he decided to take the role and you know looking back going why i I know why I was nervous because I didn't know as much about him as an actor. And again, mm-hmm. Johnny Storm was a far cry from Captain America. And please don't play Captain America. Well, like, and those Storm. roles made him seem like this bro-ish, dickish dude. When he's like, probably, you know, like right. unfair. Like it looked like he was having too much fun being a bro-ish, dickish dude that he might be a bro-ish, dickish dude. Right. But this kind of, this one in Scott Pilgrim made you go, oh, okay, he's kind of fun, isn't he? He's kind yeah. of fun. Like he knows yeah. he's playing like a Scott Pilgrim. He's playing like a, a riff on his type that he was playing before. He's like, oh, he, he knows what's up. Okay. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, it, I I think when you have a character that you love, um, yeah, as much as, as I love Captain America, mm-hmm. it was the gratitude that I have for what he brought to that character to play it in a way that I can, you know, go back and watch those movies over and over and everything that I loved about Captain America as a kid, he Mm -hmm. represented so well. It's like, you just, uh, you know, I have so much appreciation for what he did because it's allowing me as an adult to enjoy Captain America. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. Yeah. He's great. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does uh, you know, after you know, putting this post Marvel, like you, we know he wants to. He has ambitions to direct more, and seeing yep. him do ensembles again, like I, you know, knives out. But like right shortly after Captain America, you know, he had Snowpiercer, which was excellent, and that was a yes work for. Yes. It. And did you see Defending Jacob? Did you see that? No, series? I didn't. I didn't see. Oh that, my so. god, dude! It will mm-hmm. like it will haunt you forever. Okay, <laughs> I still spend like times where I'll like I'll be like. I still don't know what really happened. Like it's, it's a case that you constantly think that you are figuring out and mm-hmm. you're not. And he's dealing with his sons, his sons on trial for murder and, and he's, yeah. and he's a lawyer. And so like, he knows how this works. And then he's like questioning himself sometimes like crap, maybe my kid's a murderer. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just, it was, it was in tense and it 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 had a great resolve in that it ended in a way that made you it gave you an ending Mm -hmm. but they're never going to give you anymore and you're still not entirely sure nice ambiguity i like that yeah i like it it's a conversation entirely sure that that okay that's how you ended it but is that the truth did that really go down like that uh, very, I would highly recommend it. It's a, a a really really cool series. I will check it out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's back to the losers. Oh yes, please. as we salivate over Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> but like he does, he does. I have he, a tendency to get people to just go on and on about Chris. All Evans. good. I mean, he's got the best written role in the film, and he he kills it. I I think the film, like you know, we mentioned the A Team formula. And it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of, you know stuff you've seen before. I don't think I think the de- mm-hmm. directions fine and stuff, but I think this is one where they really it's up to who they cast and how those that cast works to make this movie rise above. Yes, and and they they do. I mean, it, it's funny though. You know, you got a lot of people at the time. Well, you got a lot of people who would be synonymous with a lot of comic book characters and people mm-hmm. that are in. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's you know been a Jonah Hex. He's been you know the the comedian in Watchmen. He was in uh, Batman v Superman as yeah our favorites to watch die in cinema. The Waynes, 
Just yep. can't oh, wait to watch yeah. him die again in the Batman. You know some Warner execs going to force Matt Reeves to do that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> got to have them Waynes die. Just got like It's almost comedic at the end of Joker when that happens. Like, oh my God, we're really doing this. Wow. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> the Waynes must be seen die. Get the pearls. Get the pearls. <laughs> Like, oh, come on. Uh, but yeah, so then there's always Saldana. This is you know, pre-Guardians, but she she was probably like, oh, we got Uhura from Star Trek mm-hmm. in this movie. And well, it's like, what can she, like, she's just so incredible. Like, and like you said, and, you know, crossing over, I don't think, you know, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have imagined that the same actress could be in Star Trek and Marvel mm-hmm. and even this as a, a a comic and she's just she and and she's not just herself in these roles like right. she is she embraces every single role she has oh, yeah. that great range and she's very good physically too like she is a very much an action star and uh i like when they utilize she had that in that great columbiana but i mean she really can hold her own in a movie and i think she should be a name on a poster star in her own right but you know yes kind of kind of we live in a weird era where that doesn't sell enough now yeah <laughs> unless yeah. you're certain I, people but um i'd love to see that return but you know never know uh but yeah she's good um yeah the, idris elba he's also they'd work together in star trek uh down the road but uh yeah he's you know you know been in lots of comic book and property things and the funny thing is if you made this movie now you would totally swap jeffrey dean morgan and him roles like Idris would be the hero and you'd have jeffrey dean morgan be the guy who turns on everybody yes yeah absolutely yeah i think i think you're right and when you look at this uh you know it was it's not a well-known comic it was kind Mm -hmm. of a it was kind of weird that they were like we're gonna make a movie out of out of the losers um but, I think at the time, like people, uh, Dark Castle produced this. So I think this yes. was like a comic book pro- property they could afford to like do. And at this time, this was kind of time where they were like not going straight superhero. They were doing these offshoot story, like off, like there was a you know, Watchmen comics. There was mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And then I think The Walking Dead came and then those comics started pouring into TV. Yeah. I think is what kind of maybe happened with that but this was you know like a weird it wasn't so weird maybe back in 2010 or we were getting to the end of it but there was a lot like sin city was getting made oh yeah these these non-superhero ones were and i think smaller studios could afford movie rights to those i think that may be why we got like the losers well and how lucky are they there's no way they could afford this cast now no (laughs) and they got everybody right at the just the right time in their career there were people we'd see we'd all like they were we were either rooting for had seen in a couple things and then next decade not available yeah we'd have to see others it didn't get a lot of of it didn't get a lot of attention. Um, no, it, it bombed. Like yeah. it, it uh, so uh, it's kind of funny. I love box office history. And so it opened at number four back in April of 2010. It had was in June. And then all of a sudden they decided to pull it back on up to April. And it was the number one movie that weekend was the fourth or the second week of uh, How to Train Your Dragon and yeah. the debut of The Backup Plan. Do you remember what the backup plan was? It's gonna. No, it's a no. It's a rom com. It was yeah. It was a J Lo and Alex O'Loughlin. Oh God. Who CBS also <laughs> loves romantic comedy, and then uh, week three of Date Night was oh, the dear. Steve Carell Tina Fey. That was that was the top uh, four, mm. and then after one spot after this was the second weekend of Kick Ass, which also didn't do very well, but didn't no. cost, cost as much money. Um, but that was that was your box office top six wow. right there. Ouch. But it had middle like mixed reviews, so it's kind of like I and most of them that weren't impressed were just kind of like, well, here's another gang of people action movie. Like that's kind. It wasn't like negative. It was more tired than it was like this is a bad movie. What from checking out the reviews from the age, but then the positive reviews weren't like glowingly positive either so it's yeah. just a definitely a middle road but i feel like this is that perfect like made for like running it all the time on tnt down the road movies yes. and one that you like 
it doesn't matter where you jump in, you're fine and you watch to the end. Like it, yeah. you, if you've seen it, you haven't seen it, but it, it works fine. It's fun. It, I mean, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Um, yeah. I think, um, the, I watched it after we had settled on like, okay, so mm-hmm. a few people picked out the, the losers. Uh, so we're going to do this. And I, I put it on a couple of days ago. And again, I was like, God, every time that the freaking chopper blows up with all those children in it, I'm just like, I like, can't with this. It's a bad move. Uh, well, it's a, it's a bold move, but it establishes that we'll kill a chopper full of children in this movie. So any of your main characters might die. Right, right. You're like, you don't know what's going to happen here. The stakes are, mm-hmm. the stakes are high. And, uh, but I, yeah, I put it on and, you know, I was making lunch and things like that. I'm like, it's just, it is one of those movies that I wouldn't tell people like, you're going to watch this movie over and over and over. It's going to go in your top three immediately. But if you right. haven't seen it, it's a, it's a fun watch. And there's it, good sequence. There's the high sequences. You got little yep. different scenarios where the don't stop believing with is just like a Chris Evans, like just go to town, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, they've got that. The end. You got if you like explosions and hearing gunshots, you don't get to see a lot of people get bloody and shot up. That is, they should have just not balked and made this R. Like this is, yeah. Th- but this was during the time where like everything must be PG thirteen. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But J- uh, Jason Patrick plays that uh, that villain. He, it's he's just so weird and uncomfortable. And he yeah. looks like the lead singer from Train. Like yes. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, wait, no, that is Jason Patrick. But when they revealed him, I'm like, they had the guy from Train. No, that's Jason Patrick. From Train (laughs) is the is the bad guy. Uh, But yeah, it's just it's a it's a fun watch. It's like uh, you know Sunday afternoon. I got nothing to do. Get back and uh, you know once you get past the the helicopter of of children dying, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it, it it's a it gets your attention right away, yep, and you just kind yep. of let it do its thing throughout. And you're, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not a movie that's going to change your life, but it's a nice aside. Like if you're on a streaming service and it's like new edition, The Losers, do it. Haven't yep. seen it. Watch it. Uh, I mean, it's got like <laughs> I have to say the 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 end, not the end end battle, but the one where Idris Elba gets it, just over the top, just action amusement for me because it. Like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, McCallie or whatever. Mm-hmm. The act, the actor's name. He's on Mine Hunter, and the Joss Whedon cut of uh, Justice oh, League. Now he Don't didn't make the Snyder up. cut. He didn't make the <laughs> Snyder cut. He's in the Joss Whedon cut. Oh, um, <laughs> and he gives a horrible performance. Like I feel bad for him. Like that they put that on film. Uh, <laughs> so. They, they like. I flocked out most of. Well, honestly, it, both cuts are. The Snyder cut was better. That's a whole other conversation, though. There's it no is. way to just like, just like lightly go into no. the subject of the Justice League. Uh, but so like, yeah, they, they like. He go like he thinks. Idris, well, Idris Elba's trying to take off with this plane of money. Mm-hmm. He goes after him on a bike. One of the guys shoots the bike, so it blows up, and then he flies out of the bike into like the engine of the plane that blows up. Then Idris Elba looks up and the bike comes through the cockpit to kill him. And then it blows up and then the plane blows up. And it's just, it's so- it doesn't sound, it doesn't look as ridiculous as it sounds. But when I was putting it all together mentally, I was like, well, that was a lot. <laughs> just to kill like, a guy in a plane. They really made sure they were taking him down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they killed him dead. Like he yeah, he's dead, dead. Very dead. And they they obviously had franchise expectations with this. It, it doesn't end end. Right. Um, it does have two rather end credit scenes that they could have just used the soccer one. It gets both things across the baby being bored and and that. Right. But we get to see the petunias, and I oh. want a go petunia shirt now. That shirt is so fantastic. And you can buy them. I looked at, I Googled it. I'm like, okay, well, I will pick one of these up one day. Oh, nice. I love it. Yeah, that was so, just that part of of, uh, Jensen, of uh, Chris Evans' character was just so endearing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, he loves his his little niece so much. He's wearing that tight little pink shirt. Yelling at the umpire referees and yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, like I said, it, it's a fun watch. I, I I would highly recommend it just, uh, you know, when you're looking for something and you just want to have fun and you're not looking for anything too deep. It's a good action flick. It's got good a cast. Yeah. cast. Yeah. yeah. For sure. What else? This is where we just talk about anything we may have read, watched, listened to, wrote, produced, something we want to plug maybe even. Uh, So, KJ, what else? Oh, boy, what else? Well, um, you know, we uh, were pretty excited in this house about the Black Widow trailer that came out. Um, so we, we are breaking that down in our latest episode. It was fun because my producer hadn't seen it yet. So I actually like, I made her do a reaction video basically just for me. Like you will watch it right now and I will watch you watch it. (laughs) Can we get more tears? Yeah. More tears. (laughs) And I was a little bit bummed. I'm like, come on. Like it hit me so hard, man. the, The moment where they. You know, like they're like, it's all led to this, this moment in this family. And then they show her hanging off the cliff. And they're like, and don't forget, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's just I'm I'm super excited. I, I'm not going to give up hope that this will somehow bring us more of Scar Joe as Black Widow. Because, again, I, I feel just like Chris Evans, that she has done that character and it in in the way that it needed to be mm-hmm. done and i i love her for that um so that's been uh that's that's been what what we've been talking about we've been breaking down oh the loki trailer oh yeah that looks like a lot of fun listen man i have never been one of those people to go frame by frame mm-hmm. there is a frame in that loki trailer and it looks like he is sitting in the soul stone with Black Widow. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, and you know, like I got Black Widow radar, so we yeah. were watching it and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> we on. need to watch that again. And then uh, my husband Did- had the remote and he's trying to pause it in the right spot. But the frame is so fast that he's like, nope, nope, too far. Oh, too far back. I'm like, we will get this. And well- I... Yeah. Owen Wilson's in that. So did you, re- was your reaction to that? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's kind of, oh. It's uh, interesting to see him in his, uh, his silver hair. Yeah. And his, uh, his, his older gentleman look, but I, I, I am a, I, you know, I'm, I'm such a Marvel girl. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up DC, but I, yeah. I just, I have a lot of sad feelings about what DC has been on the big screen you know, in my grown up life. So um, Marvel has Marvel. I think what, what, what the great thing about what Marvel has done is that no one would have ever expected with that first Iron Man movie. That was a gamble and it was make or break for Marvel. Like they were like, this is yeah. either going to work or we're selling more toys and we're going under like, yeah. you know, and to go from that to where we are. Um, they've done a great job of making people love characters that we didn't even know, you know, I mean, when I found out they were doing guardians of the galaxy, I I know of most of the Marvel characters, but I was like, now they've lost their mind. Well, yeah, like I I don't know the Eternals, but I'm excited because it's Chloe Zhao. Like that's the only thing that's got me excited for the Eternals. I'm like, well, I love Chloe Zhao. So that's, is there anything else about like the next phase of Marvel that you are? excited about uh well sam raimi doing doctor strange and the multiverse of madness is cool um i'm always there for spider-man so anything although i, I want to crave in the hunter please oh, okay. sometimes but yeah i i mean i'm kind of I, I don't know like I, I i'm there for these movies all the time everything they i do get you know excited for some but you know i i don't i don't know um i i do get uh i do like some of the uh the weirdness of DC sometimes a bit uh, Mm -hmm. and how they can, they're just kind of like one movie at a time, let a person run crazy um, with stuff. Like I, like I'm not the biggest Aquaman fan of that movie, (laughs) but I really respect the bold and batshit crazy throw everything. We may never make an Aquaman movie again. Here it is. Like, Oh yeah. And I like James Wan. So there was, parts in there I liked but so I, I really like that about DC and then they go and make like a 
R-rated Joker movie. Like it's like okay. Um, so there's a, a weirdness to them I like a lot. Marvel's very a little more safer to me with things, <laughs> but I don't know. I enjoy them as everybody else. I'm there. I, I could, like I've said before the show, like I'm like I could criticize something, but I'm the first person buying the ticket too. Like right, I, you know, and like, that's kind of the whole you know the whole premise of of kind of nerdy and mm -hmm. we've got the kind of nerdy network on Facebook, which is honestly, I, I was nervous creating a group because I was like, God, are people going to be mean? I'm going to have to, mm -hmm. you know, kick people out and shut off comments. And it yeah. is the nicest group of nerds yeah. ever. Well, that's good. And they Most I, are. Let's be honest. Most yeah. are just the assholes are loud. Right. And, and right. And it's always a gamble when I like let somebody in. I'm like, are you going to be the one that ruins my group? Because everybody in here is really nice. Like, do not screw this up for me. Here's a questionnaire. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you in if you answer it. Yeah. Are you going to be the one that ruins it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, we're, you know, in building the network, it was like one kind of nerdy uh, is you can't be kind of nerdy without being kind. So that's kind of right. where, we, where we, where we started. And then also like, like don't put too much into this to where you get mad about right. like, let's just be happy that we get lots of superhero movies and right. lots more star Wars and cool mm -hmm. things. You know, when I was a kid, none of this was cool. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just like take a step back if you if the movie didn't go the way that you wanted it to you still got a movie did you right. have two hours of fun did you have two hours of batman on screen yeah <laughs> pretty cool right yeah right and i i'm always a, a weird i'm never like my I, I guess i stand in my own like weird fandom because i all like things that uh, that challenge break the mold and those seems to be the things that they all like no, I'm like, like I loved, for instance, Iron Man three was like amazing to be, but people hate it because of the Ben Kingsley thing. I'm I like, that was funny. I, it right? pulled the rug out from under me. I love that. I'm like, I don't want to know every like, and then I was like, well, they have a white guy as the Mandarin, this old, and then they played, they made fun. They had play with it. And, and I thought that was genius. I'm like, oh, wow. They really, they really dangled through all the marketing. Everything in this movie was like, look at this, look at this. Ha ha. Ha, gotcha. Like, I love that. I love that feeling. I don't want, but there's a lot of people that want to know how it starts, want to know this, then then follow it because I, I'm like, don't, man. Like, yeah, I, no, I had no idea there was so much, uh, so much hatred for that movie. I enjoyed it too. I thought it was hysterical mm -hmm. that that's yeah. what they decided to do with the Mandarin. I, and I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> quoting ben, right. ben Kingsley. I'm like, I'm an actor. <laughs> right. Yes. And I love, I love, I love Shane Black. I felt like they let Shane Black make a Shane Black movie. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, cause like not a lot of the directors in Marvel, like stick. It's a very studio process. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. I've, I've said, but like he's like, I was like a start to finish like Shane Black movie and it yeah. featured Iron Man and Rhodey. And I, I was like, Oh, okay. This is oh, yeah. good stuff. Like I, I enjoyed Iron Man three a lot. And I know that's not a popular choice among. I know Marvel I had, but. isn't it weird when you find out like, Oh, people, I, I didn't know that people didn't mm -hmm. like that movie. Is there something wrong with me? I liked that movie. <laughs> yeah. I like to look at things as like a film itself before, as it is, as an adaptation because mm -hmm. That uh, adaptation is very hard. Like that's yeah. that's a thing. Like books can't always work as movies the way they work as books. Comic books, you might find something in a story that feels better to take. It's just it's interesting. It's a whole thing that you know, I I like him. Like I'll judge a film as a film first, not as a like was it a good Iron Man? I'm like I don't care. The movie was great. Like right and fits. Yeah. Uh, so it's just my weird mind. Yeah. But All I don't right. despise anybody for liking it. Okay. Uh, my what else? I'm going to th throw it up real quick is Succession. I finally started watching that. Um, okay. Which is also on HBO Max. So I'm just saying I'm not paid for by HBO Max. <laughs> okay. So what is uh, what is Succession? Oh, my gosh. It is like the best thing ever. So <laughs> it is from Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. But it's a drama. And it started, it's on, it just finished, it has two seasons right now. Uh, it's got Brian Cox. It's got Kieran Culkin. Oh, nice. And a lot of other people. Uh, but it's about this rich uh, media mogul, like, tyrant family, like, in New York. And the father is planning his succession to, like, who is he going to hand the company over to and stuff like that. And he, there's the one son that they're all, yeah, he's going to get it or whatever. And he decides he's going to stick around for more years and piddle-paddle all this stuff. And it's just a lot of, like, 
backstab like it's really you know, like raunchy language stuff like that and these despicable people and you're like I, I, I and but you just can't stop watching it's engaging it's suspenseful it's hilarious and you'll be one episode be like I hate that fucking guy and the next side then like two way like then they're like well I like him now like I get it okay okay I can forget and you're constantly but it is just well done just brilliant television like probably one of the best it's won a drama Emmy already um, oh, wow okay for the second season and it is it floored me just how damn good it is it's it's a it's could be like sopranos level type prestige wow. for a while like it's really good um, okay and good to know we're we're between shows right now okay. so we're, it we're... has uncomfortable damn moments it's not afraid to go there and it's yeah and, and the funny thing is like there there's sex stuff in the show but it's not like overly sexed like a lot of these like primetime dramas can like to get mm-hmm. and um but it's it's there and it's uh matthew mcfadden who i like on um i liked him on there's a british show called mi5 i think in the u.s it was called spooks but it's okay. basically kind of like kind of like britain's answer to 24 but not on the clock or anything just that type of business Gotcha. And he was a lead in that for a few years. I think he was he was in the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. But he plays this big dopey guy who's engaged to the the head guy's daughter, and he's trying to you know make his way in the company and stuff. And then people love uh, this guy cousin Greg that is on there that he likes to pick on um, this dopey kid who winds up involved in all this uh, stuff. But it is uh, it's it's good. I. Yeah, it was came highly recommended. You hear great things about it, and it lives up to that. But right the on. first episode feels the first episode is a lot to take in, mm-hmm. and then it moves. So after that, but okay, gotcha. I took it in faster than I would have liked. But I just it was like literally like the okay, one more, one more, one. Some of those you rifle through just to get through and be like, I made it to the end. I can talk about it now. Right. Th- this one I don't want to do that with, but I'm like, oh, I, just, I gotta. Yeah, oh, I love I love when you. And it's not like it has cliffhangers either. It's just like I need more. I need to so. But yeah, yeah. I I love I miss I yeah you miss that like you have that Mm -hmm. like that withdrawal when one of those shows ends and then you're like, oh, I have to give other shows a shot and if they don't suck me in right Right. beginning, here we are. That's kind of where we are. The only thing we've been doing is the the Marvel stuff. Gotcha. I just. one show a week. <laughs> I just went through. I'll probably go through Marvel soon again because I um I just replaced all my movies on uh, the. Oh, I almost done upgrading all my movies to four K Ultra HD discs, and of course, yeah, watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then the mm-hmm. Loki. Should, like I'm I'm there. So yeah. and I got to get up early in the morning or not touch my phone for a. The whole oh, day. I know, right? It's so it's so terrible. It's like what do we do? That the WandaVision finale we got up now my husband yep. had, had he'd had uh, uh dental surgery the day before oh. he needed some pain meds anyway and i'm like listen go. it is 2 15 and you woke me up for pain meds so we're just gonna stay up because at three o'clock wandavision's on there you go. yep <laughs> boom you you pop a couple pills let's do this <laughs> and that was great falcon and winter soldier is kind of like welcome back to the the mcu and regular regular yeah so different so it's like almost like oh i had so much fun watching wandavision it's not that i don't like the mcu but it's different to just be back here and have it feel <laughs> like a movie but we don't get the whole movie right we, we right get like the next part of the movie yeah yeah yeah, that's true. I yeah, I don't think they found their uh, their footing quite yet in the the episodic MCU because WandaVision was just so naturally episodic. That right. It was easy for them that I think with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's like, okay, guys, this is. I think once they, they get once they get to their like She Hulk and the ones that yeah. aren't continuations of anybody, I think they'll find something that will be different or more tele- more television like. Yeah. So. I'm excited for some of those like She-Hulk and uh, uh, Moon Knight and some of those like lesser known. Those would be cool. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's what Disney Plus is for. That's right. All right. Well, that'll do it for today on the show. KJ, thank you so much for dropping in and talking the losers with this thank loser. You. So it's been super fun. Uh, let everyone know where they can keep up with all you're doing. 
Yes, uh, I have uh, multiple shows. So Kind of Nerdy Girls is my podcast. Paranormal Crossroad is my ghosty show. I'm on Pet Pals TV. Uh, and you can find everything that I do and connect with me on the socials if you just go to kjontheair.com. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work on whysoblue.com. The Brandon Peters Show returns, or the Brandon Peters, there's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week. But until then, always remember to keep the positivity in your online film chatter. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production, produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.